Hello, welcome to Pint Size Distant Pod. Every Sunday, we're going to be bringing you something from the Distant Pod archives. We've gone back through all of the episodes of the Socially Distant Sports Bar so far, and we've found what we think are some of the funniest bits. So, if you like what you listen to over the next few minutes, then have a look on the episode description, because there'll be the episode number that this comes from in there, which means it makes your journey easier. You can then go off and listen to the whole episode, either again or for the first time. If you're a new listener, this is quite a good way of getting into our archives. If you have been with us from episode one, it's a nice way of getting yourselves back into some of the old episodes as well. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this little snippet from the Socially Distant Sports Bar, our Distant Pod pint size episodes. Do you want to see an increase in? This is a weird thing I watched the other day. Okay, let me think. Milk deliveries. Parents complaining on behalf of yes. adult-aged university students. So we get like a 19-year-old student who should be looking after themselves, really, mm-hmm. and their mum getting involved and talk. <laughs> you're just nodding your head. <laughs> what was that going on? I would have, would have crossed my mind back in the day. What, to ask your mum to moan for you? What's up? Oh, one of these lecturers is pissing me off. Which one? Uh, why? Why did your mum phone up your university for you? <laughs> Fuck off. Ellis, Ellis is very sad in his history degree at the moment. Yeah. He's finding it tough. The only thing is, mum worked for a university, so I probably might have asked her advice. Oh, hang on. Your mum did phone this up is your why university. I'm really sorry, no. mate. This is obviously open up. So I might have asked her advice, <laughs> but I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have gone through. It was a different university anyway, so I wouldn't have utilised Nesta. I might have asked what was regarded as reasonable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, advice is fine. But I certainly wouldn't have said, go and get a ma'am. Shane, the problems with your parents is fine. Go and get a ma'am. I'm not sure. I'm thinking if my son came to me with a problem in university, I would help as much as I could. Yes. But you probably wouldn't email. I'm not sure I'd phone the university on his behalf if he was like 20. I don't know. Don't know. Maybe I no, I wouldn't. I don't think I am over, overprotective. I think you would in an irate manner. Yeah, I would achieve nothing. Yeah, and Ben would make you hang up the phone. Yeah. Well, my daughter's left her dance class now because of me. That sounds good. Okay. That, that, this sounds like the end of a good story. Who did you hit? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I won't mention any names because I was extremely vexed at the time. Okay, good. But the particular dance class she was in. Yes. I took umbrage at some stuff they were doing. Okay. I just mentioned there were better ways of doing things than that. From, from your dance career, go on. Yeah. No, not with Excuse actual me. dance technique. Oh, sorry. I thought you were giving them, like, Antoine de Beck advice. And then the next thing, they decided that she, my daughter's suddenly not good enough to go on this particular trip that she's already going on and paid for to go on. Okay. And she'd passed exams. Other girls on that trip hadn't passed. Yeah. And uh, I said to I just I sent my daughter down and tell her that, you know, she wasn't, she was no longer going on this trip because Dad had said something. And then in, a, in what can I describe as an extremely proud moment as a parent, mm. I said, if you want to keep going to the, the school, you obviously can, but you can't go on this yeah. particular trip. Yeah. And she said, well, if they're like that, Dad, I don't want to be in that dance school. Oh, yes. I said, yeah, but like, maybe I shouldn't have said something in the first place. She said, well, look, if you hadn't have said that, I wouldn't have. I shouldn't have called them all assholes. This is her words at 10 years of age. Yeah. She said, if you hadn't have done that, Dad, I wouldn't have found out what their character was like. Oh. Wow. I was like, wow. She's got your back. Fuck it. You'll do. Wow, she's a good mum to you. I knew she was upset, but she didn't, want, she didn't want to upset me. And she's got a strong sense of right and wrong, so fair play. Well proud. Oh, I like that. Wow, she's got a strong sense of backing you up. Yeah, she has. Fair play. I like yeah. the fact that she's preparing it. She's protecting Mike. The real, vic- the real victim in all of this. That's what I mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's really sweet that she's looking after you like this. Go, go and tell your mum that. <laughs> yeah, go and tell your mum that what I did was right. 
Because she's tamping. Absolutely fucking furious with me. She's clearly ruined it for you, so go and tell her the truth. <laughs> Mum's claiming she told me specifically not to get involved. <laughs> Repeatedly on text. Yeah. Oh, well. The things you do. The things you do with kids. Things you do for love. Absolutely. Was that Izzy's thing? That's just come into my head as a song. Things you do for love. Things you do for love. Was that her podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what intro tune to that just came in. It was, it was sort of people talking about like um, daft the things they'd done when they had crushes on people and stuff. Yeah, that was really good. It's funny. I mean, people, yeah. especially as teenagers, people do crazy stuff when they've got crushes on people. Didn't she make a paper mache thing of something? Of a big penguin, yeah. Yes! It's coming back to me. It's a very, that's a very, very good one. Yeah, yeah, big. I think she, she wheeled it round on a skateboard. That's it. Well, I, I get pissed, I get taken the piss off by buying a fucking camping stove. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, some of it seems romantic, some of it seems weird. I like paintings. I've done kind of nice paintings and stuff and poems. Have you? Yeah. Give a framed poem, early doors in the relationship. Oh, mate. One handwritten. One of you yeah, handwritten. Yeah, one of you myself. Yeah? Oh, of course one of my fucking, fucking big What did you rhyme with Kelly? Don't believe in rhyming poems. Wellies. You wet bastard. I love Kelly, who's a fan of the jazz musician George Melly. George <laughs> Melly and Kelly, that's good. I'm not a slave to rhyme and meter. Okay. Yeah. No, but I was, in an art, I was in an art class before, and I wrote this poem called uh, the, the Tree, about a tree that I paint in, right? <laughs> <laughs> the tree. Go on. It was a really good poem, The Tree. I'm on a view somewhere. Never mind. It's like um, me. No, but I showed it to one of the women there in, in our class. If you were willing to read that out, you would be the most extraordinary individual I'd ever met in my life. I can find it, now. Yes, please. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. John's right. teenage poetry is all tipped up in a bin bag called the Bag of Death, which is in his attic. Mate, I've got a book of I've got a book of poetry and drawings I've done. Yeah. There's been no editing here, okay? What's happened there is Mike has turned around <laughs> and has come back with a book of poetry within, I would say, not even a sentence. Two seconds. That's fucking amazing, right? Hang on, look at this. Oh fuck off! He's got sketches in it. You mad cunt. Yes. <laughs> Loads of sketches. Eight and a half peer. Look at that. Oh, I feel ill. Look at that. Okay, it's really good. You're of course nuts. it's good. But, but, but you're the weirdest bloke I've ever met. You're the <laughs> top five weird people I've ever met. I'm reading you the tree now. By a distance. And I broadcast with John. <laughs> he's, well, yes, he's got a bag of death in his attic. <laughs> a bag of death. My grandpa and my Uncle Mike, look at that. I drew that. Very nice. Um, anyway, true. What if you drawn a picture of your grandpa with your uncle in his arms? Hands down the oddest bloke I know. And complete confidence in his weirdness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, this. at no point was there, no, no, I'm not going to read that. So I'll fucking get it for you now. That's Florence. Yeah, did that Florence. Your dick must be huge. Oh, massive. <laughs> like, you, can't, or, you can't have a book of poetry or, or non-existent. Tiny. Tiny, yeah. Here we go. There's, there's the only two options. <laughs> Put my glasses on. Non-functional right. and tiny. <laughs> fucking joint. Here we go. The Big Dick Poet is about to read one of his stanzas. Big Dick Poet's putting on his Carlos the Jackal reading glasses. There's the picture of the tree in question. Let's have a look. Right. Yeah, good tree. Best work. Thank you. Come on. Tree, Dartmouth, July 2005. Tree. Blair is Prime Minister. Where's the one of Grand Slam? Silver Sheen. Craggy antlers, a magpie's nest. Tear the sky around, thick with driven rain and shades of grey, single and silent. 
Nature clinging to its long dead limbs, twisted and grotesque, inescapably drawing the eye, even in the unwelcome stillness. This is about Kelly. No leaves to turn to autumn trees to drop and blow and become the wet earth. No seeds to fall and take root, barren, gnarled. Witness to nature's inescapable cycle. Just the wait, patient and proud, for the day it too returns to the soil. This is about your knob. Tree. <laughs> That's not a way to encourage my artistic bent. <laughs> you are a great enigma. Wow! People used to say that about Barry John. <laughs> oh, that's fuck. I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, Neither do I. Alicia, did man. you frame that? You framed that and gave that to Kelly? No, that's a different poem. I did a different one. Oh, sorry. Oh, you find the love poem. Oh, I don't know where it is. I'll find it. No, we do. You do. You do. You know exactly where it is. It's on page seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, because it wasn't. I framed it. On, I, I got some nice cartridge paper and framed it properly. Cracking his armor. Yeah. <laughs> his had, armor. I don't know. I don't know where that one is. I mean, I don't know. I've never written one yeah, about love. Uh, Fuck off. Yeah, tree's good. Yeah, I framed it. Then I gave it to her. And then she probably threw it in a in a in a canal or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would, I would have thought. Yeah, you set fire to it. Threw it in the canal. Yeah, yeah. So never talked to me about. It's probably just smashed it. Put it in a bin. <laughs> Not drawn Nash Point. Nash Point in, fucking... in July 2005. Have you written a poem about Nash Point? You were very creative in July 2005, Mike. Big moon over Panath. Had you split up with someone in July 2005, <laughs> Mike? This is the thing. I So I joined... June 2005, dumped. July 2005, <laughs> art Poetry begins. I, jo- <laughs> I joined the art club in 2005. Yes. I read Tree to an old woman there, right? Who was painting. <laughs> Who you wanted to cop off with. <laughs> I read tree. Yes. So I was painting the tree. I turned it from a from a pencil sketch. Stop saying the word tree. <laughs> and she had the fucking audacity to say it wasn't a poem because it didn't rhyme. I said, poems haven't got to rhyme. Not all the time. Don't be a slave to rhyming schemes. And uh, she was insistent that it wasn't a poem. You keep saying that, Mike. You keep saying it. So when you say, what, did it rhyme, what rhyme with Kelly? Nothing is the answer because I didn't mm. feel the need to rhyme okay. with Kelly. Not on your Nelly. Yeah. Telly. <laughs> yeah, telly's good. Yeah, I'd rather watch, watch some telly. telly. Yeah, yeah. I know you'd rather watch a telly, Kelly. I know since I'm smelly. I like George Manny. <laughs> See, I think this is already good. <laughs> Not as good as Tree, mate. I think we can all agree on that one. I think we can all agree that Tree is... <laughs> tree. In and of itself. A, yeah, it's, it's, it's an art form in and of itself, I would say. There's bound to be some English lecturers listening to this. I'd love... I'd... Oh, there must be someone who can analyse... Deconstruct. Well, give me your give me your honest opinion on that, and if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, keep it your fucking self. Oh, you mad bastard! It won't just be on my chair. That's so funny. Oh, this whole thing. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't read this a lot. Oh fuck me. <laughs> are there, are there, are there more? The journal that I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> the poetry journal. I just wrote one on the way home from the school run, actually. It's called Fucking Traffic Lights. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little extract from our archives of the Socially Distant Sports Bar. We will have another one of these pint-sized distant pods for you next Sunday. What you can do now is scroll through the episode description, find the episode that that was from, and disappear off into our archives. Get yourself off on a journey around the socially distant sports bar.